Is God good? We say God is good when he's done something we think is good, like helping us land a great job or bringing our ship in. And we quote Romans 8.28, all things work together for good, and so on. But that verse really says, in all things God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. If God is good, then why do we suffer? That is our topic here today on Grace Notes. Thank you for joining in. Our host, Barbara Sandbeck, will share some comforting thoughts and scriptures you won't want to miss. So stay tuned. There are several points we should bring out about suffering. First, we live in a sin-filled world beset with disease and decay on every hand. Sin is anything man does that is contrary to God's will or what he's ordered and desires. God knows best. He created us and he cares for us. It's hard to believe mankind doesn't naturally see this as a good thing and therefore follow his commands, but we don't. Romans 3.23 tells us that everyone has sinned against God. There are no exceptions. And Romans 6.23 says there's a penalty for sin, not just that we have to live in a cursed world, but eternally. Jesus' death and resurrection provided the way for eternal redemption. It is individually extended as a free gift to everyone who believes. Once accepted, his salvation gift secures our eternity with him. However, we can't expect to exist here unscathed just because we've received Jesus as our Savior and are being saved. The key word in that statement, according to 1 Corinthians 1.18, is that we are being saved. Jesus continually intercedes for us to the Father to keep us that way. Listen to Hebrews 7.24-5. Because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him, because he always lives to intercede for them. Full salvation and freedom from even the presence of sin will only be realized when Jesus takes us to our heavenly home and we receive our new sinless minds and bodies. In the meantime, though, how are we to deal with suffering here? It's all about focus. I remember that when I was using self-hypnosis to birth my first son, the doctor kept saying, focus on something good, like sitting on a beach. If I thrashed around and screamed, I would use up the oxygen needed to help the labor progress and cause more pain. And he was right. We suffer needlessly when we focus on the problem rather than on the problem solver. Jesus said, as recorded in Matthew eleven twenty-eight, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. The rest Jesus gives is soul rest. We do so need this. Often it is our soul that is tired and we don't even realize it. Corey Tamboon wrote, Look within and be depressed. Look without and be distressed. Look to Jesus and be at rest. Isaiah 26.3 reads, You, God, will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Suffering is inevitable, but not intolerable when you reach out and touch the God of all comfort. Are you hurting, lonely, feeling unloved? God sees you, He knows you, and He loves you. Often our feelings seem stronger at night. I believe the writer of this song understood that.
Jesus not only sees, knows, and loves you, he understands. God didn't withhold suffering from him when he lived on this earth. Isaiah 53, 3 states that Jesus was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Isaiah 53, 10 through 11 says he suffered in his soul more than we will ever suffer. So when we go to him, we can say, Lord, feel my pain and know he will respond because of his compassionate nature. 2 Corinthians 1, 3-4 reads, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. Lamentations 3.23 says, His mercies are new every morning. Have you asked for them? That old hymn so rightly put it, Oh, what peace we often forfeit! Oh, what needless pain we bear! All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Another reason for our suffering may be that God may be allowing the trial to help us better identify with someone else and theirs. We may be able to sympathize with their woes, but we can only empathize or enter into their feelings if we've been there. That reminds me of a story I read. One day I came home to find two little girls on the steps next to my condo crying. I asked them if they were all right. One of them held up separate pieces of a doll. My baby's arm came off, she said with a quivering lip. I took the two body parts, skillfully put the doll back together and returned it to her. Thank you, she said. I looked at her friend, who also had tears on her cheeks, and asked, What's the matter with you, dear? She replied, I was helping her cry. <laughs> Romans twelve fifteen says, Rejoice with those who rejoice, and weep with those who weep. One of the best ways we can comfort others is to say, I'm praying for you, and do it in their hearing. If you've got a problem, I'd sure like to share. There's one special way I can show you I care. I could offer opinions that might prove untrue. Fell from these eyes 
You've been listening to Grace Notes. If you've been blessed by this ministry, your note of encouragement would be greatly appreciated. You can write to us at Sandbeck Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Falston, Maryland, 21047, or email us through our website at www.gracenotesradio.com. Join us on our next program. Until then, let your grace notes be a song of praise.